0: Listening to the Bible 126 show. How to become a prayer warrior. Philippians 4, 6, KJV. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Christians will read the story of Daniel. How he prayed and something happened. They will also read about Elijah, how he prayed, that there should be no rain, and how he prayed for the rain to come. Christians will also read about how Elisha woke the dead boy and how he performed miracles through prayer. Christians have read about many great men of God and how they were able to perform miracles through prayer. They have heard the testimonies of people who prayed, and they were delivered of evil oppressing them but they were not willing to pay the price to become a prayer warrior. It is not possible to become a warrior without going through the process of a warrior. No one will ever become a pilot without going through a series of training and examination. You cannot become a professional footballer if you don't train and build yourself. If you are born with the talent of playing football, you will still have to develop yourself. Who are these prayer warriors? Prayer warriors are mountain movers. Prayer warriors are not those who look at a mountain standing right in front of them in panic. They speak to the mountain. They command mountains to move. Their type of words can be found in Zechariah 4, 7. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. You can never see a prayer warrior without faith. Their faith is a weapon that they use against every mountain standing against them. Do you want to be a mountain mover? Do you want to speak to the mountain and tell it to move away? Do you want to turn mountains to plains? You must be a prayer warrior. Prayer warriors are powerful beings. They pray to make things happen. They don't just stop praying until something happens. These people are very powerful and they don't rely on their own ability and their own strength. They are people who trust in God for result. They cherish Jesus and will never try to do things out of their own power. Do you want to be a powerful prayer warrior? Do you want to stop being a powerless Christian? Do you want to stop being a nominal or superficial Christian? Then take your prayer life seriously. Prayer is not a joke. How do you become a prayer warrior? Put on the whole armor of God. The first thing you should do if you want to be a prayer warrior is to know how to carry the whole armor of God. If you do not have the armor of God, you are not a warrior. You cannot go into a fight without armor. Ephesians 6.3 Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having all done, to stand. Many Christians want to become a prayer warrior, but they don't want to take the armor of God. What is this armor that we need to put on?
1: So what are the components of the armor of God? First of all, Paul says, if you are going to defeat the devil, you've got to use the armor by putting on the girdle of truth. Now, the Roman soldier wore a tunic, and in order to keep this tunic from getting in his way, he wore a girdle, and he would have this girdle around his waist To tie everything together. Now in the Christian life, our girdle is of truth. And the girdle of truth represents the truth of the word of God controlling our lives. When we wake up in the morning, the first thing we should reach for is the word of God. And let the word of God get into our lives. Truth is what gives our armor security and strength. Remember that the God of this world is the father of lies, and as you are living on this earth, as a child of God, it is imperative you put on the girdle of truth each and every day. If I, as a child of God, am questioning God's word, if I am not believing God's word, if I haven't taken all of God's word and applied it, then Satan is going to get the victory. The girdle of truth simply means the application of God's word to my life. Satan is the liar. And if my loins aren't girded with truth, I am going to believe his lie. It is important that we immerse ourselves in scripture and we apply the truth in our lives. Now having put on the girdle of truth, which is the word of God the next step is to put on the breastplate of righteousness which is for the front and for the back this piece of the armor protected vital organs in the heat of the battle the righteousness is not our righteousness Isaiah 64 verse 6 all of our righteousness are like filthy rags it has nothing to do with our own righteousness It is to do with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which we receive when we are saved. Our righteousness now comes from us believing in the completed works of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. When Satan comes to you as the accuser, the only way you can fight him is simply by not getting into the fight you have to stand out of the way and let the righteousness of christ deal with him all you have to do is put on the the breastplate of righteousness and remind yourself and the accuser i am not wearing my own righteousness i am wearing the righteousness of jesus christ and then continue on praying continue on serving the lord satan won't be able to respond to this Because he cannot fault the perfect, sinless life of Jesus. I believe that one of the greatest tactics to stop believers to pray is when he comes to us as the accuser. Put the breastplate of righteousness on. You see, when he comes to me as the deceiver, he meets the girdle of truth, which is the word of God. When he comes to me as the accuser, he meets the breastplate of righteousness. The righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Which leads of course to our third piece of the armor. The shoes of peace. This we better take very very seriously. Take it very very seriously. Because Satan is the destroyer. He is the destroyer. And he will do everything in his power. He will use every single resource he has. He will throw every single demon he can. In order to destroy you he's after the destruction of your life the destruction of your marriage the destruction of everything you hold close and dear to you you saw what he did in the story of Job believe me he wants to do the same to you Satan is the destroyer now the Christian soldier puts on the preparation of the gospel of peace a Roman soldiers feet were fitted with the sandals called kaligai. These sandals were made to help protect the soldier's feet during long marches into battle. They had extremely thick soles and wrapped around perfectly around the ankles of the soldier in a way that protected them against blisters. Kaligai also had spikes at the bottom to help the soldier stand firm wherever he was. He could stand He wouldn't be slipping and be afraid of hurting his feet. He could stand. Believers also have a firm foundation in the gospel. As a believer, we have peace in knowing we are secure in what Jesus Christ has done for us. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. After we've done that, we take up the shield of faith. So how can I put the shield of faith on? That is very simple. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The devil loves to throw those fiery darts. But you have the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Then we have the helmet of salvation. Then having done all this, we take up the sword.
0: After putting on the whole armor of God, you need to be Holy, you cannot be a prayer warrior who lives in sin. To be a powerful warrior, there are some practices that you must drop, and others that you must pick up. And sin is one you must drop. You cannot be living in sin and think you can have the power of God in you. The psalmist says in Psalm 24, 3 through 4, that Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. If you are not holy, you cannot ascend to the place of power. The secret of prayer warriors is that they don't go about sinning. Sin gives the devil a way into one's life. They block sin in their life. They leave no room for the devil. They allow purity in their lives instead. Don't just wish to be a warrior, then ask yourself, Are you ready to live a holy life? Are you ready to make holiness part of your life? If sinners entice you, can you run to First Thessalonians 5.22 KJV? Abstain from all appearance of evil. Do you want to be a prayer warrior? Prove it with a holy life. Pray with power. If you want to become a prayer warrior, you must know how to pray with power. You must know how to stay longer in the place of prayer. To become a prayer warrior, you must pray without ceasing. Prayer warriors pray when they feel like it and when they don't. They pray in good times and in bad times. Pray at all times and stand against the schemes of the devil. Take your hand in Christ and pray constantly. If you see any prayer warrior, they are always at alert. They don't sleep in spirit. They keep their eyes open and they know how to spot the enemies from afar. This is what you must do do to become a prayer warrior a warrior will always be a warrior if they continue to do the things of a warrior if you don't take off the armor of God you will continue to be a warrior if you run from sin and its appearances you will remain a warrior if you pray always with passion and fire in you you will always be a prayer warrior
2: how can I improve my prayer life Why God wants you to be alone. Look at the life of Jesus. His life was a life of prayer. Therefore, your life and my life must also be a life of prayer. Jesus would spend all night alone in prayer. Sometimes you must be alone in prayer. God wants you to seek Him alone. Jesus would sometimes go to the wilderness to be alone. He would depart from the crowd of people who would follow him just to be alone with God. And you too need to sometimes get away from your friends and your family so that you and the Lord can be alone, so that you can lay yourself bare before the one whom created you. So how can I improve my prayer life? Prayer is a vital part of every believer's life no believer can survive without engaging in consistent prayers. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is our perfect example, began and ended His earthly ministry on the altar of prayer. Right now, He has not ceased to pray. He ever lives to make intercession for us. Hebrews 7, 22 through to 25 By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Also, there were many priests, because they were prevented by death from continuing. But He, because He continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, He is also able to move to the uttermost those who come to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. If we will truly follow the example that Christ has set before us, we must not make light of the need to pray consistently according to the will of God. All that we do of worth is done through Jesus, and all we need for life and godliness are provided through Jesus. When we pray, we are turning to the supreme provider and the everlasting sustainer. How then? Can we live as Christians without prayer? We cannot. Prayer is the anchor to our soul. Prayer is the heartbeat of every born-again believer. But the reality is that praying does not come easy. We often find ourselves asleep like the disciples in the garden with Jesus. Whether physically or spiritually, when we should be watching and praying, tragically, we fall asleep instead. To improve our prayer life as Christians, we must see the need for praying. It is our desire to pray that will eventually lead us to pray. If you despise praying, you will never pray. The great news I have for you is that the Holy Spirit is always there to help us to pray. He is indeed our always present help and we do need the help of the Holy Spirit to pray. He helps us when we cannot. When we are weak in any area of our lives, we have the assurance of God's help. So how can I improve my prayer life? Simply put, yield to the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to yield to the Holy Spirit? It means to surrender to the Spirit of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to take full control of your life and desires and birth in your new godly desires, godly desires such as prayer. Romans 8, 26 Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Yield to the Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters. We need Him in more ways than we can imagine or know. Remove the things in your life that grieve the Spirit of God. Anything in your life that does not yield to the Spirit of God needs to be removed. Furthermore, you can improve your prayer life by being persistent. Don't give up. Pray and pray again. The principle of prayer is one that has been forgotten in our microwave generation. We live in an age of instant response, instant gratification, instant delivery. So much so that persistence is an afterthought. Look at Daniel. For 21 days he prayed and prayed and prayed, and you must pray. Luke 11, 5-13 Jesus taught on persistence. Persistence is the golden rule of prayer. Luke 11:8 and 9 says, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. This means that lack of persistence can be a hindrance to your prayers. A child of God must not give up on God. You have to hope and believe that He will answer your prayers, for He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. There is that wonderful song, god is able to do just what he said he would do he's gonna fulfill every promise to you don't give up on god because he won't give up on you he's able he's able to improve your prayer life it is best you decide on a consistent time and place evaluate your daily routines and schedules before you decide on a particular time you're going to be alone with god without distractions some might find it more convenient praying at midnight while some might prefer early morning or late in the evening before bedtime the fact is god will answer us anytime we pray but it is best we honor god by choosing a good and consistent time to fellowship with him there is power in consistency our prayers should not be self-centered Philip Yancey says, The main purpose of prayer is not to make life easier, nor to gain magical powers, but to know God. It is absolutely pointless for us to live as Christians without a desire or an aim to know God. This must be the singular motivation of all of us who name the name of Jesus Christ. Our priority in the place of prayer should be God, and not ourselves. The reason some believers are not really improving in their prayer life is that although they are consistent in prayers, they place a higher value on their needs and requests than the true intention of God for prayer. God desires fellowship with us. He created us to glorify His holy name. Prayer shouldn't be just about you and your needs. Many believers cluster their prayers with endless requests, and rarely pray just to have intimacy with God. When you pray, don't just focus on you. Focus on God. Exalt Him. Worship Him. Thank Him. We won't grow in prayer if we do such. Put God's desire for fellowship first. Jesus said we should seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness first. Then, other things will be added to us. Matthew 6.33 When we come to the place of prayer, we should seek God first and not our requests. When you meet the need of God for intimacy, He will meet your needs too. One of the best ways to grow your prayer life is to engage in prayers of intercession. Intercession has two way effects. It affects the intercessor and the one being interceded for. There is nowhere in the Bible where we are encouraged to be selfish in prayers. Don't just pray for yourself and your family alone. Pray for your nation. Pray for sinners around the world. Pray for the ministers of the gospel and those that are facing difficulties. The Holy Spirit will begin to release usual burdens for prayers in your heart as you learn to intercede for others. Don't be routine-bound. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to pray while you obediently follow His promptings. We talked about having a consistent time and place of prayer. But you must be flexible to the Spirit's leading. He could desire you to pray before your usual time, Or in a strange place you must be aligned and flexible to his leading if your prayer is not aided by the Holy Spirit you won't achieve anything the Holy Spirit will help you make prayer a lifestyle you don't necessarily have to limit prayers to the 10 minutes you spent on your knees in your closet as you work in your office the Holy Spirit can stir you up to pray and that can be done right within your heart without anyone taking note of it. If we would pray without ceasing as Jesus commanded, then prayer must be a lifestyle for us. I have found that praying with other brethren can help us improve our prayer life too. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says that iron sharpens iron. In like manner, a man will sharpen the countenance of his friend when we pray with other believers we receive insight and strength to help us pray when we are alone the more you associate yourself with prayerful people the more prayerful you become as you develop consistency in prayers learn to pray according to the word of god praying the scriptures is the best way to pray that is the word of god and prayers are complementary The early apostles said they will give themselves continually to pray and to the ministry of the Word. Acts 6.4 When we pray according to the Word of God, our prayers will receive answers. We must live in full assurance that God wants us to know Him, but we cannot know Him without prayer. So He ensures that the Helper who comes alongside us and who dwells in us will help us to pray.
3: The Mystery of Prayer Luke 18, verse 1, KJV He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. When we hear the word prayer, the very first thing that comes to our mind is talking to God. This is not a lie. When we talk to God about the things we want or the things we have been through, it is called a prayer. Prayer has been described in different ways by so many people. Different scholars, different people have given it different meanings But these descriptions will not rule out the fact that prayer is talking to God. Jesus was teaching and he was using parables. He talked about prayer. He said we must pray and not faint. It is something that we must learn. It is necessary for our lives as Christians. Prayer is part of the things that help us grow as Christians. What a privilege we have in Christ to be able to go to God in prayer. This is not something we should joke with. It is something we must take seriously. There have been many people in the Bible that have shown us the power of prayer. What prayer can do through Christ? Jesus was telling his followers about asking in Matthew 7, verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This is a very popular verse in the Bible. It flies everywhere, but have we ever sat to think about this verse of the Bible very well? Reading and reciting this verse is not enough. In this verse, Jesus was telling us to ask, and he was assuring us that if we ask, we will receive. This is not privilege that we get even from other people. There are times we seek help from friends or family, but they simply are not there for us. They promise most of the time, but fail to keep the promise. We can't blame anyone. They are humans too. But Jesus was telling us that we should ask anything and it shall be given. Note the word shall. It strengthens the fact that we will surely get what we asked for. Imagine the creator of the universe telling you to ask him anything. It is like the president of your country telling you to ask him for anything. This is the number one reason why prayer is a great thing. That is the mystery of prayer. The reason many people don't pray often is that they don't know the power their prayer carries If you could study the Bible and see how powerful every word you say to God is, you will never stop praying. There are many instances where people prayed in the Bible and great things happened. All of these biblical examples are not to intimidate you in any way or to make you feel powerless, but to encourage you on the need to pray much more. Paul and Silas in the prison Paul and Silas were jailed for preaching the gospel. Once in prison all they did was pray and sing to God. What happened after praying or while praying? Acts 16:26 And suddenly there was a great earthquake So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Can you see how powerful prayer is? The prison foundations that were heavily guarded were shaken, and an earthquake happened. Do you know that you could do the same thing? The Bible says... The prayer of the righteous availeth much God is telling you to talk to him How big is the situation you are in? Is that challenge you are facing stronger and bigger than the prison Paul and Silas were kept in? If yes, is it bigger than God who told you to tell him about it? No, the earlier you realize that your prayer is stronger than your challenges, the earlier you overcome them. If Paul and Silas had waited for someone to bail them out or to be pitied, they might spend months there and would not have done the works of God. Hezekiah, if we are talking about sickness and diseases, We need to learn from Hezekiah. The short story of Hezekiah is that he was sick to death. To make matters worse, God sent someone to tell him of his death. This is God talking about someone's death. God has the final say. One would have thought Hezekiah would accept the information and get prepared to move on into eternity. But what did Hezekiah do? 2 Kings 20 verse 2 Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. Hezekiah went to God immediately and talked to him. In the end, God added 15 years to Hezekiah's life. When you are sick, people look at you and say prayer cannot help. Saying prayer cannot help is like saying God cannot heal you. There are lots of diseases and sicknesses in the world right now, but you must remember God is the greatest physician. Elijah Of course, we can't talk of people who made a difference through prayer, without mentioning Elijah. We all know Elijah to be a man of fire. Elijah did something different here. He controlled nature with prayer. 1 Kings 17 verse 1 And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word. Verse 7 confirmed that it happened as Elijah had spoken. It says, And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. If we look at this narration, what we will say is that Elijah controlled the rain through prayer. Is it only the rain that Elijah controlled at that moment? No. Did you know that lack of rain at that time caused a great famine? 1 Kings 18 verse 2 So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. Since farming is the major way they boost the economy, the prayer of Elijah halted that. He controlled the economy simply through prayer. Elijah also prayed that it should rain, and it rained. 1 Kings 18 This story is to let you know that you can pray that lack should come to an end in your life. God has given you access to Him. With that access, you can do all things through Christ. There is a question you need to ask yourself and provide an answer to. The question is, how have I been praying? Yes, how have you been praying? Have you been praying and you feel as if God will not answer? Truly, Sometimes when we pray, we pray without our heart connected to the words we say. We just say the words because our heart is heavy, and we are grieved. But do you know what God even did again to settle that? He sent the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Romans 8 verse 26b God sent the Holy Spirit to come and help us out. The Holy Spirit sees our heart. He knows when we are grieved. He knows every word that we cannot say and he will help us to present them before the Lord. Are you still doubting the effectiveness of your prayer? Don't let the devil shut your mouth and refrain from talking to God. If you stop talking to God, you are moving far away from Him. There is a popular saying that if you can still open your mouth to say in Jesus' name, there is still hope for you. Do you want the devil to take that hope in Jesus away from you? God says in Proverbs 28 verse 17 that I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Are you seeking God now before it's too late? The job you are looking for, have you talked to God about it? The money, the help you need, Have you talked to God about it? You have spent money to get rid of an ailment, but have you spent a time to talk to God about it? Before you pick up the phone, first of all, go to the throne. God is never tired of listening to our prayers.
4: Pray like Jesus Have you ever felt that you are not praying enough? Have you ever felt like you want to have a more effective prayer life? Have you ever felt like you need to pray like Jesus? We all want to be like Jesus. We like the idea that he is a man without sin. It is not an idea. It is a fact that Jesus lived as a human being and there was no sin in him. We all want to be like him. We want to act like him. We want to talk like him, and we want to be filled with wisdom just like him. The part of Jesus that we need to be like is the part of his prayer life. How did Jesus pray when he was on earth? Luke 22 verse 44, And being in an agony... He prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Here, we see one of the ways Jesus prayed. We see how he was filled with a passion for prayer. He prayed earnestly. His mind was fully into that prayer he was praying. Many of us these days, we are easily distracted by the things around when we are praying, We pray, but our minds are somewhere else. It is now a common thing for Christians to sleep off while praying. This shows that we are not fully into our prayers. If we are like this, there is a need for us to start praying like Jesus. Prayer will always be one of the solutions, or the path to the solutions to our problems. We cannot take it out of our lives. We must not take it out of our lives. How often do you pray? How effective is your prayer? Are you having the feeling that your prayer is not powerful enough? These feelings may come as a result of the way you pray. You need to start praying like Jesus. We are Christ-like, and then we must start to exhibit the character of Christ in our lives. The Bible says... We must pray continuously, and there is a reason for this. We should not be that kind of Christian that goes a day without prayer. We should never be like that Christian who does not consult God when there are challenges. And we should never be that Christian whose prayer life has been weakened. When what connects us to God is removed, how do we intend to talk to God? We must never let our prayer life die. Jesus was not known for miracles only while on earth. He was known for a life full of prayer. There is nothing Jesus would want to do without praying. Jesus took prayer seriously. He could have decided not to pray because he was filled with the Spirit of God. He could have decided that he would not pray because he has come to save the world, but he did not. He felt there is a need to pray and to pray continually. Jesus did not just pray alone. He taught his disciples how to pray. This is the time for us to wake up and learn to pray effectively. This is the time to stop being a shallow Christian with a zero prayer life. This is the time to be filled with the Spirit of God. This is the time to put on the whole armor of God and fight daily. Do you know why you need to pray like Jesus and pray daily? Exodus 15 verse 9 The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil, my lust shall be satisfied upon them, I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. This is the plan of the devil for you. He is never going to leave you to be alone. He wants to pursue you. He wants to catch you. He wants to destroy you. But here you are, a Christian, sleeping in the spirit. This is the time to wake up. Stop growing weak in the spirit. You need to stand to your feet and pray hard. The devil is making a strong plan to destroy you. And you are not trying to put on the whole armor of God? He is doing all he can. He is putting all in place to destroy you. Look at Jesus. He tried to do the same thing to Jesus, but Jesus was full of power. Jesus was a prayerful man. He gave no chance for the devil. If you are truly Christ-like, you must have that power too and you must pray like Jesus. It is not enough to be careful that you don't fall in sin. It is not enough that you speak like Jesus. It is not enough that you mimic the life of Jesus. You must also pray like Jesus. When Jesus prays, something must happen. That is what we call an effective prayer. The Bible says in James 5 verse 16 that, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It will be wrong for you to pray and nothing happen. It will be wrong for you to pray and the devil cannot feel it. It will be wrong for you to pray and you are being mocked in the covenant of the witches and the demons. This is not supposed to be. You are supposed to be a threat to the demons when you start praying. You were supposed to be a threat when you kneel, or when you say, in the name of Jesus. Don't be okay with 15 seconds of prayer. I am not saying your 15 seconds of prayer will not be effective. Sometimes the duration of your prayer doesn't matter. You can just command something and it will be established. You can just say a simple prayer, and the whole earth will shake. But you must know... There are times when you will have to stay in the place of prayer for a long time. Don't let us deceive ourselves. Some battles cannot be won with a thirty-second prayer. Some battles cannot be won with a minute prayer. You have to stay there and fight till the end. Jesus knew this. He knew when to pray for just five seconds. He knew when to stay in the place of prayer for hours and he knew when to stay in the place of prayer for forty days. You need to know that even though your few words can do great things, you must also know that there are times you must stay longer in the place of prayer. If the devil is not going to take a day off trying to destroy you, if the forces of darkness are not going to relax trying to weaken you and then destroy you, you should never stop praying. The Bible says that you must pray continually. Why again do you need to pray like Jesus? Ephesians 5 verse 16 Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. The Bible says the days are full of evil. There is not a time that there will not be any evil. It is what we are seeing around us today. It is what we are seeing in the world. Jesus always prays against evil. He always stands against evil in the place of prayer. We know about this because he taught his disciples to also pray against evil. Matthew 6 verse 13 And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We need to pray like Jesus, because the days are full of evil We don't want to be affected by the evil of this world. We don't want to be in a place where evil prevails and there is nothing we can do. We cannot call ourselves Christians and be at a place when evil is ruling there. Your presence must be felt, and this will happen only if you pray, like Jesus. Don't you desire to have this power? Don't you want to pray and something happens? Don't you like to have the prayer life of Jesus? This is the time to get it. This is not the time for you to sleep and then you become weak because you have refused to pray hard. Christ is not raising an army that cannot even last in the place of prayer. Christ is not raising a weak army. Christ is not raising people who will not stand firm in the place of prayer and rebuke evil. You see, Jesus commanded the demons to leave some people and you wish to have that kind of power. You read about Jesus causing money to come out of the fish, and you want this kind of power. You want your business to grow. You want your marriage to be beautiful. You want success in every area of your life. But all you do is pray for a few seconds. Look, this life is not something you settle with a few seconds of prayer. It is not something you control with just two words, and then you say you have prayed. You see, Jesus said few words, and then something big happens. It is a result of heavy prayers he had prayed. They are the result of the nights he has spent praying. They are the result of the days he has spent praying. You cannot get this power if you cannot build yourself a war room and use it every time. The Bible says in Galatians 6 verse 7 that, Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. There is no way around this. If you sow a five seconds prayer, you will get the result. It is what you sow that you reap. You need to start praying heavily like Jesus. It is quite
3: unfortunate that would caused the downfall of the devil is still leading the downfall of many today. Pride will cause a person to suffer in silence when he ought to cry out for help. How will I descend so low to ask for help, he would say. Some persons will rather live in their sins than to seek for counsel and be free. Pride has led to the breakage of several homes in our society. Husband, if you are wrong, just say sorry. Wives, if you are wrong, just say sorry. Don't let pride ruin your marriage. Your relationship and marriage is more important than pride. Until pride is done away within your family... Couples will keep calling it quits in their marriage. I'm sorry goes a long way in a relationship. A proud man will do anything possible to get a leadership position. He will continuously seek opportunities to lord it over people. If you ever find anyone who is always right in his own eyes and does not take to correction, such a person is filled With pride no one on earth is always right now I want to talk to you about something that shows pride in a child of God's life a lot of people don't even know that this is a sign that pride is in their life what I am talking about is prayerlessness lack of prayer is a sign that shows pride is running rampant in your life the Bible says in 2nd Chronicles 7 verse 14 if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land Now focus on this phrase, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. It takes humility to totally depend on God through prayer. When we wake up and go about our day without praying to God, it could mean we can handle the matters of the day without the help of God. We put God to the side and say, don't worry God, I have this day covered, I am the captain of my own ship, and I will order my day today. We do not know what life may throw at us that day, and it takes the grace of God to victoriously go through each day. From this verse, we see that one of the things that was restricting the people of God from praying and seeking his face was pride. Sometimes our flesh wants to do things by itself without God's help. It takes humility to ask for God's grace. The house of God is a place you are supposed to go to hear the truth and pray. In a church where prayer is absent, the power of God is absent. In a church where they have sidelined prayer, the presence of God has left there. I will tell you the truth. The Spirit of God will never fall in a place where prayer is not there. The Spirit will not fall in a place where prayer has been reduced to nothing. When the followers of Jesus were in Upper Room, they were not playing. These people were not selling and buying. They were not cracking jokes just to pass the time They did not go to the upper room for a fashion show, but they went there to pray fervently. They prayed and continued praying until the Spirit of God came down. Acts 1 verse 14 These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. They knew the Spirit will not come to a place of entertainment, but a place of prayer. They did not stop praying. Until effective prayers are being prayed in many houses called the house of God, there will never be genuine testimonies. The house of God is a place of prayer. We have not been gathered to gossip. We have not been gathered to mock people. We have not been gathered to socialize. We have not been gathered to bring something to sell. The house of God is a house of prayer. If you forget about prayer and all you do is entertain, you are sending the Spirit of God out. If the place you call the house of God is not helping your prayer life. You need to move. You need to find a place you will grow. The most important thing is prayer. How can you call yourself a Christian and you cannot pray? How can you say you go to a place called the house of God and you cannot pray in one accord? You need to open your eyes. Many Christians cannot go to churches that don't entertain them. They have turned churches into a place of fun and have forgotten about prayer. They cannot bear the truth. If a pastor tells them the truth, they tag them as an old-school pastor. If a pastor preaches on repentance, they are tagged as an old-school pastor. The house of God is not there to entertain you and allow you to wallow in your sin. So many churches are entertaining people straight to eternal darkness, where they will experience nothing but weeping and gnashing of teeth for all eternity. We need to allow the house of God to go back to its original state, to its original order, and that is a house of prayer. Jesus is calling out to us today. Jesus is telling everyone to change. Jesus wants to restore the church to its original state. Jesus wants the truth to be spoken in the house of God. Enough of the gossip in the house of God. You may think this message is only about the church building. It is also about your heart. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? The temple that Jesus wants you to clear first is your heart. Have you allowed strangers in your heart that God does not allow? Have you allowed lust to come in and trade in your life? You need to clear them now. Your heart is a place of prayer. Your life is a place of prayer. The Bible says you must pray without ceasing. God is a God who answers prayers. Do you know how wonderful it is to receive an answer to your prayer? To know that the most powerful being in all of the universe listened to me and answered my prayer. God still answers prayers. God still hears his people and speaks to them. This is the time we, as the body of Christ, need to go back to the place of prayer. For us to commune with God and for us to have a relationship with him, we need to pray. Find time to be alone with the Lord. Even if it is when you are driving to work, pray to God. In your car, talk to him. Before you go into that exam, talk to Him. Before you have a big day, talk to
2: your Savior. Then prayer must be a lifestyle for us. I have found that praying with other brethren can help us improve our prayer life too. Proverbs 27.17 says that iron sharpens iron. In like manner, a man will sharpen the countenance of his friend. When we pray with other believers, we receive insight and strength to help us pray when we are alone. The more you associate yourself with prayerful people, the more prayerful you become. As you develop consistency in prayers, learn to pray according to the Word of God. Praying the Scriptures is the best way to pray. That is, the Word of God and prayers are complementary. The early apostles said they will give themselves continually to pray and to the ministry of the Word. Acts 6.4 When we pray according to the Word of God, our prayers will receive answers. We must live in full assurance that God wants us to know Him, but we cannot know Him without prayer. So He ensures that the Helper who comes alongside us and who dwells in us will help us to pray.